What's going on, guys? Welcome to another episode of Talking On My Ass Podcast. If you guys are listening to this or watching on YouTube, please do me a favor. Subscribe, comment, like, write a review, give me a five-star rating, and share the show on your social media platforms. My guest today is a vice principal at Rancho San Justo. He has been an educator for more than 20 years. He has coached high school football and high school volleyball. He is a husband and he is a father. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Luis Espinoza. Mr. Espinoza. What is going on, my guy? How are you doing, Daniel? It's been since high school, correct? Yeah, it has been. Actually, I'm going to correct myself. I think it was in the windmill. I was coming out of the windmill, uh-huh. and then I was going to my car, and you're like, Daniel. I was like, oh, my God. I give you like a fat lunch yeah. like I did earlier. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think that was definitely the last time I saw it. <laughs> Dude, it's been a long time, though. I know, It's man. been a while. And we were saying yesterday that we, we don't age. Like, you know what I mean? You, you, still, you still look the same since I last saw you. Maybe gain a couple of pounds, but, <laughs> but, it's but other than that, I mean, it, it's, it's you, I mean, without the hair, I mean, yeah. I, I don't, I don't, I mean, I, I miss the locks, dude, the oh thick hair. No. I'm not bringing that back. Daniel, dude, you got to, man. I think if I go through another f- weird phase. I, that was my... not weird, dude. No, it was not a weird phase for you. It, 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 fit, it, it, it fit your personality at the time. Oh. It did. We were like skaters back then. Well, high school, I think I had long hair for a short. Like I had like a a beetle head. Yes, I think back then. Yep. And then and then you always those flannels. Yeah. Always the flannels. I still have a couple flannels. (laughs) I I should have worn it today. (laughs) Good old days. I know, man. So my brother, uh, I really want to go back. Um, I've known you through high school and Mm -hmm. so and so forth. You've You've always been respectful towards me and towards so many people. A lot of people, mm-hmm. when I announced that you were coming on, uh-huh. uh, they were really excited to like, oh my God, I can't wait for to hear him talk about you know, like his story, so and so <laughs> forth. So if you could go back in time and uh-huh. talk about how Luis became Luis, starting from your childhood, please. Uh, see, well, um, both parents are, were farm workers. Um, and I think that's where me and my sisters, I have two, two other sisters. Uh, younger I'm the oldest and and so um, a lot of people think that my si- my youngest sister is the oldest because she's more mature and she's a principal and 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 just our upbringing it, it's it's been uh, one of the things is that um, like our our parents worked a lot of hours mm-hmm. and um, always for them was our children first yeah. and so and so when we were kids we never thought we were poor but we were poor. Um, the the house. So when I got married, um, we we rented a house that I lived in, and uh, it used to be a two bedroom house. But when I moved in there four years ago or five years ago, um, it was a one bedroom, and I was telling my wife, I was like, "This is where I lived." I was like, "Me and my sisters, and my parents," and um, and my my wife's like, "This is small." And I'm like, it wasn't small to us. It was like, <laughs> like here I am, uh, f- four years old, and and we didn't leave there till I was nine. Yeah. So I lived there about five years, and it was my, I think, one of my best five years in my childhood, because yeah. we would come home uh, from school, and and like my mom was like, hey, like get your homework done, and then you guys can go and take off. Yeah. And yeah, we would get our homework done, and boom, out the door. And then we'd go look for my dad if he was working out in the, in, in the area. Um, and so it was my upbringing was 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 really good. Um, 
just it, it, I I just as a child when we moved into into Hollister, into the city on the west side, it it, it kind of opened my eyes, mm. like I was naive. I was here's a little country boy moving into the west side, yeah. and it it, it kind of like okay, I need to find some friends, yeah. and and it was it was one of those things that you find the friends and and you think they're okay, but others other people think uh uh-uh, you're going the wrong way. So um, I had to, um, I made some bad choices and, and my parents had to make some tough decisions. And so in those, in those days, I, I, I was searching. I was searching for, for friendships. I was searching for um, just trying to find my way. And um, I think that's what made me now, like who I am now. Um, because in those mistakes that I made, uh, it if it wasn't for family, I don't think I would be where I'm at right now. Mm. And and so it, it's just one of those things that I I learned from my mistakes, Daniel. And that's what I try to teach my students uh, when I was teaching and and just making sure, like, look, you have this whole life ahead of you. Don't make these mistakes. And and just talking to them and, and, and being because I, I remember being a student. I remember being a kid and, and gravitating to those teachers that that were open, that were honest, that were were able to communicate with me. Yeah. And not say come down to my level, but help me come up to their level. And 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 that's the thing that 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 as a teacher is is it's one of the greatest feelings. It's like when you make that connection, when you make that relationship with 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 your students. Yeah, and it's always the the hard headed ones. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I, I, I was there, I was like talking to Miss Zahn about it too because uh-huh. she was like asking me like, "What kind of student do you remember you being?" I, yeah. I was just kind of saying obnoxious, a very disruptive, um, like uh, just a class clown. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And um, like you say, you learn from your mistakes. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, I, I feel like that was the only way I was able to go through school. I, mm-hmm. I just, it was hard for me to like pay attention because I thought there was just no purpose. Well, that's why you, you were know? in summer school. <laughs> yes. That's why you were, <laughs> you had to pass my math class. Yes. And I'm like, dude, this is your last chance. This is, this <laughs> is it. I know. And, and you're <laughs> like, all right, fuck it. Let's go. <laughs> and, and, and I think, I think just by, by me pushing you. Yes. Me pushing you and you finally, like you let me in. You let yeah. me. You let me like like to to at least teach you something. Yeah. And 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 I'm just thinking like, good luck. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was so it was so easy to talk to you, uh, like in school and like in the classroom and out of the classroom. Mm-hmm. You know, because you were so relatable. Even though you would never talk to us about like certain the lessons that you've learned, like say out of the classroom, it was mm-hmm. just, it was almost like you were a student also, mm-hmm. you know, it just, you, we felt that vibe. I'm, I mean, there'd be so many other people that would agree mm-hmm. with me to this, you know, like all the, all the men, cause you coached football and I know all the men that you coached there, they kind of saw you as that, like that, that big brother, that role model, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So it was just yeah. so easy to talk to you. And I know for a fact that you've had really deep conversations with each and every one of those players, you know, I left, did. Left I, I, I did. And the thing is, is that um, it didn't it, like I, I never thought I'd be coaching 
uh, when I was in, in high school. I never thought I'd be a teacher, nonetheless. Um, I was like, when when I was a senior, my thought was, okay, I'm going to go into civil engineer. Okay. Uh, or, because uh, um, I loved math. Yeah. And there was a teacher my sophomore year that um, told me, he's like, hey, he's like, you're really good at this. He, and this was Algebra 2 as a sophomore. Yeah. And most students were, were taking Algebra 2 as a senior. And and just like, I was like, all right. I mean, I enjoy this. And they're like, and he told me, he's like, uh, can I talk to you after, after class? I was like, sure. And I thought, oh, dude, I'm busted. Because I was sharing my notes with, with, a, with a couple of my buddies. Yeah. And so I, I waited and, and he's like, hey, do you ever think about going to college? And I was like, I'm not a college type, man. I'm not. I'm not. I was like, my parents, my my the highest education is my mom. And she had, uh, um, she was a high school graduate. My dad, uh, because of Mexico, the, their their system uh, back then was if you wanted to go higher after uh, after sixth grade, you had to pay, and, or you had to go to a different uh, uh, town yeah. because their town. Their ranch only went till till fifth grade, and then you had to go to another town uh, about ten miles away, mm. or fifteen miles away to go for sixth, seventh, and eighth, yeah. and then you went into to prep school. Mm. Um, and so my dad, like, he, like my parents didn't have that money. My my dad said himself, so he's like, I started working, mm. and so um, I think th- that upbringing with my dad is the way he his his childhood was he never wanted us to go through that yeah. he never wanted us for us to suffer and i think my mom same thing but my mom was like okay hey education first and then work yeah. and then my dad same thing your education comes first yeah and so um but i i never thought like going to college like i can't afford that my parents can't afford that mm. and so uh when this teacher said hey you you should start thinking about college. I was like, I'm not going to college. I don't. That's too expensive. He's like, No, Luis. You 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 know the math. You know this, and and you'd be you'd be you do you do awesome. And then so I that got me into it. And then then I had a physics teacher who was amazing. Just made like physics a lot of fun. Just hands on, uh, different experiments. Just different projects. Hardly ever went to the book. Mm. It was one of those things that brought it to, brought it out of the book and yeah. said, "Hey, this is what we have. This is what we're doing." Yeah. And it was amazing. It was fun. Mm. And so, just having those types of teachers, and 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 of course, there was other teachers that were like, "All right, open your book to this," yes. and it's like, "Oh my god!" Yeah. But um, uh, just being able to go to school and 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 once I got into college. And I was uh, and playing football and, and, and being able to go to Humboldt State and, and, and play there uh, two years. And then and then I just said, no, you know what? I, this is too far for me. Humboldt State's too far, eight hours away. It's eight hours away up north. It, it's, it's about 45 minutes south of, of the Oregon border. And it rained. It rained. And it was just like going... So it rained from October. So you have October, November, December, January, February, March, and April. It rained, yeah. and and or it'd be uh, uh, overcast mm-hmm. all day. Yeah. So you'd probably get the sun for about a good two hours. 
And so, so what I had was I had my, my, my uh, teammates uh, and guys from down south that were feeling the same thing. These guys were coming from East L.A. They were coming from Roosevelt High School, mm-hmm. Garfield. And, and so um, they felt the, like, the, like being homesick, and so was I. And I was like, I'm done. I was like, no way. I'm, I'm good. I'm, I'm going to go home. And uh, I spent I, – I was there at Humble State for two years, came home, um, went to San Jose State for a year, mm-hmm. party too hard. <laughs> I party way too hard. Yes. I, I, I come up here and I'm I, and I'm driving as I'm driving up. I was like, oh, I, re- oh, I remember going through this, going through yeah. through Bascom or going through a, a what's that? What the street before you? Oh, I'm terrible with. I, I use my GPS for everything. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, it's a, where uh, Oak Grove High School is, and I remember yeah. going to a party down here. Yeah. And I was with my with my fraternity brothers. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I'm just like, oh, I remember that. Oh my God, that was awesome. <laughs> And so then I was like, oh, no way. I got to get out of here. I, I spent one year. I finished my, my, my two semesters. Yeah. And then I, I went to, to Stanislaus. Yeah. And I didn't know where the heck Turlock was. I had no clue. Yeah. I knew where Modesto was, but what, what the hell is Turlock? What's CSU Stanislaus? And all I knew was like, oh, it stinks. It, <laughs> it, it's Turkey Tech. And I was like, well, at least it'll focus me on, on what I'm going to be doing. Yeah. But by then, when I left Humboldt, I, I, I was, my first year, I was a, a cabin leader for, um, for one of the middle schools. And um, I, w- I had my own, my own group, and I would take them. And, and we had different activities in the morning, so we'd, we'd have a, a morning wake-up call, and we'd do an activity with them before they went to, to breakfast. Mm-hmm. And so like, I'd come up with some ideas. And then... In the afternoon, when there's time to go to bed, like we'd have an activity, and I'd set that up. And so the my the other cabin leader that was with me, he's like, "Dude, you have all these ideas." I was like, "Yeah, it's just stuff that I learned when when I was like in high school, or 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 even in the summers, like when my parents would take us camping and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, these are some of the things that we would do." And they're like, "Oh, you're a natural at it." I was like, "Oh, whatever, it's whatever." Yeah. And then and I liked it. And then when I came here to San Jose. One of my fraternity brothers, um, he got me into an after-school program, and I was a tutor for middle school students. That's where it all started. It started right there. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, I like this, and I was still, I, and I was still majoring as as a civil engineer. Mm. And then when when I got through that first semester of of, of uh, that that after-school program in Milpit, no, in Mountain View, mm-hmm. and I was, I really liked this. Yeah. And so um, I told I told the coordinator, "Look, I'm I'm going down to Turlock." And I was like, "Do you know any programs down there that have the same thing like this as an after school program?" "Oh yeah, we do." And like, I'll hook you up. I was like, "Perfect." My my first year at, at Stanislaus, I got a job over in uh, Pas Modesto, Salida, mm-hmm. and they had a small. Uh, this was a elementary school, but they had a they had sixth, seventh, and eighth as well. And so I'd go in after school and and. I'd run the program. Yeah. And then the, the coordinator there said, hey, Luis, uh, we also have an adult school uh, teaching uh, uh, farm workers uh, English. Mm. And I was like, all right, I can do that. And yeah, dude, it just clicked. I was like, all right, this is what I'm doing. So what did you like? What kind of triggered you while you were teaching? What What was the feeling like where you were 
accomplishments like, I like this. accomplishments man it was like the students yeah it's like and it's where it clicked in the most is when i was teaching uh farm workers english mm. like they, they they had me have workbooks and worksheets i was like they're not gonna learn from this yes. and so just having conversations with them yeah. and i'd give them the basics first like learning the abcs and 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 but what got them was the greetings yeah. like i'd greet them at the door like good afternoon how was your day and they'd be like huh que dices i'm like hey and so and, so, and i sit and i wait there and i was like good afternoon and then and, the, and then they finally got it oh, oh good afternoon and then, yeah. so and then they come in and then just and just being able to talk with them um and so uh just from there when i i went to my counselor i said i don't want to do like that first month i was like i don't want to do a uh, civil engineer they're like, well, what do you want to do? I was like, well, can we look at my at my my classes? And they're like, all right. Well, it looks like you've been taking a lot of Spanish classes. Yeah. And he's like, you have a buttload of, of of math classes. Do you want to do a math teacher? I was like, no. <laughs> I, by then, I hated math. I was like, I hate because in, in in calculus, I don't know if you, if you've ever seen these problems. Like, you get one problem, and then for that problem, you have like just different different uh, um just sections of like okay how do you get to that or yeah. how do you get to this yeah. okay now that you got to this now how do you get to this part and it's just like one problem was a page long forget it no thank you uh-uh i'm done but i still took but i still even at the same time i i was still taking like spanish literature mm. uh spanish um uh like just basic Spanish yeah. or, or conversational Spanish. Cause I still wanted to, I, my mom always, when I went to Mexico a couple of times with my, with my parents, my cousins would call me Pocho. Wait, you know what that means, right? Pocho. I'm a very whitewashed Mexican. <laughs> <laughs> so I would use Spanglish. Yes. I would use a lot of Spanglish when I was with my cousins in, in Mexico <laughs> and they'd call me Pocho. So that means like someone that, that uses English with Spanish and yeah. I'm like, Oh, I don't want to be that dude. I don't want to be that. Sounds like a bad word. It kind of is, but it's like whatever to me. Okay. It, it, it wasn't. It wasn't too bad. Like the, the other was slur names that yeah, we yeah. hear and stuff like that. But um, that's another story. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it it was something that 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 I I said I I need to take this conversational Spanish. Yeah. I I just need it, and um, and so yeah. So I started taking Spanish classes and and. I said, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna be, a, I want to be a teacher. Yeah. Let's do Spanish, yeah. and and so that's where it went. And my last year at Stanislaus, um, I remember there was a, a career fair. So all these uh, districts from around from Northern California came down to to Stanislaus, and they were around our what we call our quad. Yeah. And um, I was checking it out, walking around, and. I hear my name, Luis, Luis. And I was like, what? I look over. It's my PE coach. He was my, he was also my JV coach. What are you doing here? And I was like, that ah, is my last year here and I'm looking for a job. He's like, come here, bud. Come here. <laughs> and at my old high school. And they're like, uh, what do you think about teaching at the San Diego? I was like, all right. I mean, hey, I, I mean, I'm not out of school yet, but yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll do it. And so, yeah, as soon as you graduate, come back over here. All right. And I did. I freaking went back and, and uh, um, off of that, though. I, I had, when I tell you, I had 
bad I had a couple of bad teachers. There was one teacher that that didn't understand us. Like I still had my friends from the west side. Um and I was a freshman, I was taking a Spanish class. And we were giving this guy a hard time. Just a hard time. The teacher? Yeah, well, because he was Spanish. He was a Spaniard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so Well, that's what I am. Spaniard. Uh-huh. Okay. But he was tough though. He was he was I th- I think when you know you, you when you know your teacher is is not interested in who you are, mm. so why would you be interested in, in 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 what they're teaching? Agreed. And so and that's how this guy was, yeah. and so um, he he had some good ideas, but he he just couldn't relate with us, and so there was a point where he got upset with us, and he said, "All right, you guys, out," and then he's like. And then as we were walking out, he said, about all of you, or most of you, when I see you guys graduate, or if you guys even graduate, he's like, you guys won't amount to anything. And I took that to heart. I was like, I was thinking, like, you don't know. I I didn't say anything because I was respectful. I said, okay. And so when, when I came, when I came back to seek employment, because I was in, I was going in for an interview for for Spanish mm. and uh, I was walking up to the it, at the administration building there's, there's two it's a it's a two-story building and so you have to walk up this ramp to get to the HR and for my interview and so I was walking up and lo and behold I run into this teacher and he's already like he's a, he's an admin and so like that and he's like Luis he's like what are you doing here I was like, oh I came for an interview he's like oh good for you he's like are you going for one of the the, the maintenance jobs no like, he did <laughs> he did he did yeah i was like i was like, and i had i had my my degree in, in, in my in, in my folder because yeah. they wanted that they wanted a copy of it they uh and they wanted my transcripts mm. and so i had all that and so i said yeah i'm here to i'm here for as to become a teacher here yeah he's all oh, congratulations I was like, I'm glad you, I'm glad you're here. I, I'm glad you ran, I ran into you Damn. because I wanted to show you this because do you remember what you told me when you kicked me out of your classroom? Mm. He's like, oh, that was a long time ago, Luis. I don't remember. I was like, you said I would never amount to anything if I was acting like this. Mm. I was like, well, I wanted to show you this, that I, that I, I took your words and I used it as motivation. Yeah. And so I always, I always, when I was teaching at the high school and at Ansar, I always took that to, to heart. It's like every student is 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 has their own background, and I feel that that I need to treat them. I I, I always tell my students is like I'm here to earn your respect. I'm not here to ask for yours. Mm. I was like, if you respect me, fine. If you don't, then I need to work on that yeah. because. I don't know who you are, yeah. but you'll get to know who I am, and and just just being able to do that with with my students, I think it it, it opens a lot of doors. Yeah. It opens it. it I, I've always felt that 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 trust needs to be earned, mm-hmm. and that respect me follows right after the trust. Yeah, it was it a hard time when students um, sometimes wouldn't click. Mm-hmm. Like the disruptors, the guys who like to uh, make noise, mm-hmm. um, 
they don't have a purpose within their education. Was it a tough time getting them to click like with your educational system, but also with you? If, if anything, as at the high school level, I, I always, I always put myself in their shoes. Like, okay. I was, I was a shithead as a, as a, as a freshman. Mm. I like ran with the wrong crowd, but, but I, I, I still not, I wouldn't say like ran, ran with the wrong crowd because I was playing football, mm. but I was, I was still had my friends from the West side. And so, um, it was like they, some of them knew like school isn't, wasn't for them. Mm. And so some of them dropped out. Some of them went to uh, San Andreas continuation. Um, but I would, I would look at them and say, okay, these are, these are the, the guys I used to hang out with. And so I would, I would try to, I would try to find out what was making them not want to be in school. And, and some of them would open up to me and usually it was, it was a broken home. Um, sometimes parents were, uh, saying, why do you need to put your, your head in the, in the books when your job is out here in the fields? Mm. And so, um, just talking to them and listening, mm. that was my biggest thing is, is, is listening to my students and seeing what the problem was. And I wasn't there to fix it. I was just giving them keys to say, hey, look, there's other ways to help yourself. Mm. And and there was students that, that were like, yeah, no, school's not for me. Yeah. And, and and I was okay with that. I mean, I, I didn't push it on them. I didn't, I didn't, I just said, look, just know that that I my one of my things is is materials come and go. But anything that you engrave in your brain, any education, yeah. anything that you experience, like like that you learned from from books or you learned from in the classroom or from experience, anything that you learned in here stays with you. No one can take that away. Mm-hmm. And and I think that's where I I my mom was trying to get me to 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 understand that. And and that's that's the biggest thing I I. I got from my mom is that education is, is, is key. Mm-hmm. Um, and then your life experiences. Cause if you make a mistake, are you going to make it again? Mm. You'll probably learn from it. If you make the mistake again, oh. then <laughs> you didn't learn. <laughs> you didn't learn the first time or the second, maybe not the third, <laughs> but you, but you learn, yeah. you learn and, and And that's the thing is, is, is that with those kids that, that had a hard time, I, I tried. I and, and as a vice principal, oh man, that's what I deal with. I deal with those those types of students, yeah. with the ones that just have no motivation, who are always getting in trouble, um, or the teachers just don't understand them. And as a middle school uh, vice principal, that's the time where you're you need to get a hold of these kids, yeah. because if not, when they go to the high school, they just slip right through the cracks. Yeah. And so, and so that's why, um, and when I left Anzar, uh, um, in 2016, the spring of 2016, I was looking for, uh, jobs in Salinas. Mm-hmm. Um, and then one of my buddies told me, Hey, there's a middle school position, uh, ELD. And I was like, Oh, I know what that is. I, I mean, I was an ELD student. 
Um, and so you should go for it. And I was like, but I only have a Spanish degree. And they're like, no, no, they, that, that'll help you out. I was like, all right. And so, yeah, I interviewed and, and, and I got the job. And I was like, middle school, all right, this is cool. I mean, I've taught high school for almost 15 years. So I'm like, middle school, easy. Yeah. Little kids, oh, perfect. <laughs> oh, my God, Daniel. Yes. It was my first My first <laughs> month was like I was drowning. Really? Oh, my God. I, I would lose my, like, I literally, I hardly ever lose my cool. In high school, yeah. hardly ever lost my cool. My first week, I lost my cool because these kids push you. They push your buttons. They find ways to just get it to, just to try to get at you because you're the new teacher they don't know you what's the thought process of that like you know when you see somebody at an annoying restaurant like at a restaurant they're like being obnoxious very loud and disruptive or a scene in a, at a grocery store or something like that or the dmv you see that a lot what what goes to your mind when kids are are acting out that way looking for attention they're seeking attention um, or they're avoiding the task. They're avoiding the work that you're giving them. Yeah. Um, and most of them use that as a tactic. It's like, this worked for me before. Why can't I use it again? Yeah. And so, and so, and that's where, where if you have great classroom management, you can handle that at the beginning. Yeah. But me going from high school to middle school, oh my God, I... I, I there was a point where I I, I, I looked at um, then at my fiance and I was thinking like, what the hell am I doing here? <laughs> Why did I take this job? And, and and she's like, you can do it. You're a great teacher. And I didn't like. If it wasn't for for her and my family, I I think the her having the like looking at me in, in a different light and saying like, you got this. Yeah. And then with my sister, uh, my youngest sister she, at the time, she was, uh, she was the ELD coordinator okay. for the district yeah. for Hall school district. So she was technically my boss. Yeah. And here I am, like I'm telling my sister, I was like, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. I need help. And she's like, all right. And so she said, come on over. Yeah. She's like, I'll call you when when I'm free from from my from my from my office from the district office. Come over to the house. I spent two weeks with her going over the lesson plans, and I we lesson planned from this is like the end of August. So I was like, we started August sixteenth. So this was like probably about September second or September sixth. It was right after right after my, uh, Labor Day. Yeah. And I went from that time all the way to, like, so like almost October. Yeah. We're already in October, and we had planned out September, October, November, December, and then January. That's when the, the semester ended, and I had it all planned out. And she said, "Look, if lessons don't work, toss it and and find something else." Yeah. And and it was. Like, yeah, I was like, there would be lessons that just did not work. I'm like, all right, scrap, later. And, and, but that just all came from experience of from, from teaching at the high school level. It's like, like at the high school, like kids would tell you, 
Espinosa is saying working this sucks. Yeah. <laughs> They're a little bit more open minded. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I mean, but but I like that. I liked it because the thing is like they were honest with you. Yes. And that's where that that trust and relationships come from. And and um just being able to to teach a lesson and then using your life experience. I always use my life experiences to to hone in on what I was trying to teach. Yeah. Um and I think that's what helped a lot of my students is like they could relate to it mm. or they could they could say, oh, yeah, I can I can see how I can use this. And and I always told my students, I was like, look, Spanish. Whether you like it or not, you're going to have to use it in some type of capacity. Yeah. <laughs> if, if you're if you're in if you're in in, in retail, you're definitely going to use it. Yeah. If you are 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 if you're running your own business, yeah. are you going to tell a Mexican, hey, you can't come in here because yes. I can't speak to you in Spanish? Yes. <laughs> really? <laughs> like, no, you can't do that. It's yeah. like, you're going to use the Spanish. And so, um, and so, same thing with, with, with the LD. I would tell my students, the, my newcomers, oh, dude, these kids came in like with nothing, like not knowing a lick of English. Wow. And so, I would go ahead and I think, okay, how was I teaching my farm workers when they were in? So I'd bring those lessons in yeah. and just a lot of repetition, a lot of memorizations, but also bringing them into like, like I would take them, I would take them on a field trip to Hollister Super. Yeah. And I tell the clerks, I was like, Hey, they're going to, they're going to be buying these things. Um, talk to them in English. All right, cool. And so just doing stuff like that. And so, and just getting them to get accustomed to, like I wouldn't take them to to Lucky's or or to Knob Hill or something because yeah. they've never been to those stores. <laughs> it's Hollister Super. It's like the yeah. stores that they know. Yeah. And so stuff like that, just giving them those life experience to my newcomers would like would help them out and know. Okay, yeah, I need to use my English. Yeah. I would uh, I would say teacher teaching is a very very big role in leadership. I would say. Would you agree? Yeah, it and is. Did Did you have any role models looking up to? somebody like whether it be a football coach a teacher or your parents i would say my dad just because he was a hard worker and hardly ever hardly ever gave up on anything it's like uh i don't know if it was stubbornness or 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 what it was from him but it was it's it's always been like my dad always told me he's like hey when you're out there teaching know that they are hanging on every single word you're saying to them yeah. they're hanging on 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 because they're looking for that attention they're looking for who do who do who who do they say okay i remember that teacher i remember how he impacted my my four years at at, at the high school yeah um and so he would be one uh the other would be uh my pe coach coach logan he, and he's the one that recruited me to to go to back to, to San Benito, so it was good to see him. Yeah. Um, and just just the like his upbringing, he was military, Marine, yeah. and so and so just his up upbringing and, and being able to to listen to what he said. He had like his coaching style was different, yeah. but we played for him. We played because we liked him, uh, and we trusted him. Um, and so that's the other thing. I think 
why I got into teaching as well is because um, when I started coaching at San Benito, um, I was a, an outside linebackers coach. I started as an outside linebackers coach. Yeah. Um, and it was similar to what I was, what I was playing at, at San Benito as, as a junior and a senior, but then at the, at the, at the collegiate level, playing strong safety and, and, and playing on the outside, yeah. playing for the outside run and stuff like that. So I knew, I knew what I was doing. Um, and then coaching with the guys that I had that, that, that were the head coaches of the JV and, and varsity learning from them, going to just different workshops and, and just hanging out with them, um, and just soaking all that knowledge that they had and, and just listening to when we go to these, these clinics, listening to college coaches and how much work they put into yeah. a winning program. So that's uh, all those people made me who I am now. Yeah. And so, um, and it's kind of guided me like as to what I want to do as, as from now on is being an, an admin, being in administration. Yeah. Um, I think listening to, to your podcast with, with, with Anissa Dizon, it was like, dude, I don't, that's, <laughs> we're, we're here. Yeah. We're here. And yeah. so, um, that's another person who who helped me out too during during my middle school teaching days and so she was my coach she she as soon as so she became a, a an instructional coach mm. for our district and um she came to our school and i was like yeah dude you're here and she's like she's like she's like happy too because like I, I come from anne's orange yeah. and, and and i had i had subbed her classes a couple of times when she was teaching at san juan and so she's like, dude, heck yeah. She's like, you want to be my, my coachee? And I was like, huh? She's like, yeah, you'll be my first one. I was like, what are you talking about? Yeah. She's like, well, that's why I'm here. I'm, I'm an instructional coach. And I need, I need coachees. I was like, so you're going to use me as a guinea pig? <laughs> she's like, no. She's like, I'm going to teach. So I was like, okay. Uh, and, and you know what? All the stuff that she taught me as as being her coachee, just, it, it just opened just gave me more tools for my tool belt. It's just yeah. like, and, and you'll hear that a lot. If you ever have teachers on here, they'll go to the like tool belt. They'll go to the tools. That's, yeah. that's what we have. And when, whenever we have like different situations, uh, we just go to our tool belt. Okay. Yeah. Hey, this is okay. This will be perfect for that. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, the role models I have a lot, but main was my dad. Uh, the older you get, are you, um, are you noticing that you are, uh, Kind of experiencing more mentors as you get older what do you mean like i feel like the older i get uh, as time goes on I, I start to notice uh the more i listen the more i pay attention um the people especially who i grew up with mm -hmm. i've noticed i'm like man these guys have elevated me i just never paid attention mm -hmm. but now you like you're open up to it and then you start to really pay attention you're like man this this person has always been a mentor to me well and even i start I just met met uh, like a, over a little over a year ago. I met my biggest mentor ever because mm -hmm. growing up, I've always been tested um, physically, but not psychologically. Mm -hmm. And that's what he did to me mm -hmm. or he tested me mentally. And it was nuts. Like it was it was more intimidating being in a room with him mm -hmm. than it was being in a cage across somebody who was trained to kill me yeah you know yeah that's that was his energy it was so challenging mm -hmm. and um 
even just for you, like, are you noticing any more mentors that are coming into your life? So, so as when I was at the high school, at, at both high schools, um, I think just one of the ones that one of the uh, at Anzar especially one of the people that 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 affected me the most was Paul and you the librarian oh yeah and you know he passed right I did it yeah he passed away he passed away a few uh, about a month ago or so wow yeah and so he was one of I would consider a mentor because he was one of those people that that gave and gave and gave and gave and so he's one of those people that that I gravitated to like yeah. anytime I had a problem uh, well, with the admin back then yeah. uh, I would go to him I was like dude this is happening he's like Luis you'll be okay yeah. just keep on doing what you're doing you'll be alright um, and and so um, he would be a mentor uh, like I had different ones at, at different stages like yeah. when I was at San Benito I would say that that my mentors were because I was heavily into coaching football. I was yeah. heavily into coaching, um, just being a coach. And, and then I would transfer that into the, into the classroom. Yes. And so the, 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 my mentors were coach Logue, uh, Todd Thatcher and, 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 uh, Chris Cameron. Those were all the, the two varsity coaches and, and my JV coach when I was, when I was, uh, at the high school. Yeah. And then at Anzar, it was uh, Paul, and then and Chris Wardlaw. That's another stud right there, man. That man. guy. That, that, you got to get this guy. You got to get that guy here. You know what's funny? A good story about me and him. You know, just how you said uh, a while ago that your old teacher said that you weren't gonna be nothing. Yeah. I was a uh, <laughs> shit. I was a really. Uh, I mean, you know me through high school. I was a very. Dis I was a big disruptor. And um, nah. <laughs> <laughs> you're a class clown i don't i don't i i don't see you as disruptive okay well definitely a class clown mm -hmm. and i remember i was in his class and um i just knew he was irritated warlaw's a very intimidating man i respect him well like the way he speaks mm -hmm. he's very intelligent and he's um he has he 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 thinks before he talks oh yeah. So you, I, I, I listened. I, I listened. But I pissed him off this day. It was funny because he was writing on the board, mm -hmm. and I remember I was just being loud and mm -hmm. dumb. And then he turns around like Daniel, like if you keep this up, you're gonna end up in the being a fucking garbage man. And he said that in front of the whole class, and like the curse word mm -hmm. is what made me think. Like, did you really just say that? But I didn't even like say sorry. Mm -hmm. I just looked at him dead in the eye mm -hmm. and just met him there. Yeah. Like, like kind of like how we are now. And just yeah. like, he gave me a death stare and I gave it right back <clears throat> to him. I mean, obviously now it's like, you look back at it and I'm just like, dude, what the hell are you thinking? Like you're mm -hmm. stupid, you dumb little kid. Mm -hmm. um, but I highly, I respect him so much. Uh -huh. And uh, it was funny because when I was fighting, uh, he messaged me mm -hmm. saying, Hey man, I'm rooting for you. It was one of my fights. Yeah. And then when I won, he messaged me. He was like, "Hey man, I'm I'm really proud of you. I knew I knew you would do it." And mm -hmm. I was like, "This is so weird." Yeah, like kind of like you, like when you met your teacher and you showed him your degree. Oh, but that was out of spite. That was for me. It was like, yeah, take that. Yeah, and, and like, so and so. Wow, I, I, you must have really pissed him off because it is it, it like, I only remember Chris being oh. upset with with in volleyball, 
like because that was a realm that i that, that i had met him in and he was upset at the girls for some reason oh, shit. and he he was you know how he kneels on the ground like when he when he's coaching he yeah, kneels yeah. And, and and he was kneeling and he just punches the 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 ground oh, hard i was like oh i think he broke his hand but no he was like this just rubbing it he was fine i was like chris you're right he's like yeah he's like, i just i got upset he's like i i let he's like, i let the emotions get to me is he is he local no he lives in uh he, I think he moved to Sacramento. So, uh, yeah, he's going to be but, tough getting him out here. Well, I mean, it, it, you got you to give him some time ahead of time and, yes. and, and coax him to come and do this. Yeah. Hey, go check out these guys. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but yeah, just uh, um, so, so, so yeah, so then, but going into the middle school, um, it was my sister, my sister, my younger sister, because she she had been teaching uh, the same amount of time as I have, but in elementary and middle school. Yeah. So she already knew how how to work with these kids and how to how to like get that lesson across. Yeah. Where I was like middle like high school. All right, here you go. Let's go to slides. Boom. Let's go. Let's get to work. And boom, everybody started working. Yeah. Here's a lot. Of, middle school is a lot different, man. Hormones flying around, oh, yeah, freaking man, everybody's feeling it. Yeah, exactly. And I'm just like, "What the heck is going on here?" Like, I, I, like, I literally lost it with my sixth graders. I had sixth graders, sixth, seventh, and eighth. I loved my eighth graders because they were like, "All right, I can manage these. I can, I can handle these." Like, it's just like going back to freshmen. I was like, "All right, it's all good." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Put the little scare, but they're good. Seventh and sixth. Oh my god! I was like, I dreaded my. They're sixth trying grade. to prove themselves, man. <laughs> I have no clue what they were trying to do, but they were just pushing my buttons, man. They were pushing them, and this one kid, just like, why do you have to read? Why are we always reading? Like, cause it, cause in 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 that class in the LD is like, we got to get them to to be proficient in reading. Yeah. And so they had, so I would take them once a week to, to the library, get their favorite books. And it would be that, the amazing underpants guy, yeah. like they'd love those books. And so I'm just like, okay, <laughs> read that. It's all good. But as long as you're reading, but this one kid just kept on pushing. Espinosa, why are we reading all the time? Why do you have to read? And I'd explain to him. I was like, cause we need you to be proficient. We need you to understand that once you get that vocabulary, now you're able to write. Now you're able to take in more information. Yeah. Now you know this stuff. I don't need it. We just go work in the fields, anyways. I was like, No, you're not. Get, yeah. get. You're gonna have to read instructions if you're out there in the fields too. Like, what, what, what fertilizers are you using? What are you doing here? What? Oh, that's all right. I don't care. Blah, blah, blah. This is a sixth grader, yeah. eleven year old. And it got to the point that, like, it was like the third or fourth day of that of that week it was a long week and it was hot and my ac had, had just given out in the classroom I was just i had the windows open so and he's like what do you have to read why are we always reading and i just looked at him and i was like read like in my coaching voice like loud yeah and everybody was like damn i was like oh crap <laughs> i was like i was like me I want to talk to you after class. Yeah. What for? You just gonna yell at me? I was like, no, I'll talk to you after class. And then towards the end, when the bell rang, I told before the bell rang, I was like, look, guys, 
I'm sorry I lost my cool. I was like, uh, but I know that that won't ever happen again. And so I, I let the class go and he was waiting. He was waiting for me to yell at him. He's like, I was like, look, I want to apologize first. I was like, I want to apologize for yelling at you. I shouldn't have yelled at you. And he was like, oh, okay. <laughs> That's it. That was it, dude. I was like, and I'm here thinking like, okay, he's going to give me an apology because yeah. I, 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 I let it out. Nice heartfelt apology. Yeah. Okay. Can I go? I'm like, oh my god, this kid. So, it, but that first year was a tough year, man. How did you um, balance that when it came to teaching and coaching? Because it's very different. Uh Cause I, I remember in high school you had you had your voice gone sometimes. Oh, you know. Oh, <laughs> but that was at the beginning of the year, though. That was like by by October, November. It was fine. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. it's just so as a coach, like there's no off days. As a coach, you're, and when you're the head of a program, the 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 more you put into it, yeah. the better your program is going to be. Yep. You have to actually be a micromanager. If you're running your own program, yes, you delegate your 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 the duties to your coaches and stuff like that, but it's your baby. It's your it's what you whatever you put into it is what you get back, and so. When I start, when we started the program with the, with those uh, the community members that started the program and hired me as a coach, um, I told them I was like, I'm gonna put everything. I was like, I'm I'm winning a game our first year, and these community members were saying like, we just want to watch football. We want to see football Friday nights. Wow. I was like, okay, I'll give you that. Yeah. But I'm getting a first win. And then it's like they were like whatever, like Luis, these kids never played football. I was like, I'll get them there. Yeah. And so, and so in managing, teaching, and and coaching, um, I would, I would just literally like say Saturday because I was single. Saturday, Sunday would so Saturday would be um, trying to prepare for the week, and that's teaching. Sunday. Uh, would be uh, pr the practice week, watching film, breaking it down. Um, so I had a system that that uh, a video system that I would exchange films with with uh, the opposing coaches. And my first year, a lot of the opposing coaches would never share their 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 their, uh, their film with me. So this is my first year. Is it like they like like okay, well we. Like, what film do we have of you? We don't have anything. Yeah, it's your first year. Yeah. I was like, come on, man. I was like, I'm trying to like, because uh, like that's that's the kind of stuff that I learned from San Benito. Mm. Is like, we're 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 in in the on Sunday mornings uh, when I was coaching at San Benito, I'd go in with the varsity coaches, and it was either the the it was either the offensive side or the defensive side. Yeah. I was all defense. Yeah. I was like linebackers. By the time I was uh, my my fifth and sixth year, I was linebacker coach, defense coordinator. I I loved the linebackers. I loved my linebackers. <laughs> it's because like I I mean and and the defensive line was was good, yeah. but my linebackers were legit. Yeah. I had some I had some mean guys. Yeah. Well, you Adam Adam uh, um, Horacha Horacha. Yeah, yeah, he was he was mean. Big dude. boy, big boy. And but the thing is like like. For him being that big, 
he was fast. Yeah, that's and so, and so th- that's the, that's the mentality that I had at San Benito. Yeah. And so bringing that mentality over to, to Anzar, it, and I had, and I had one kid, one kid, uh, uh, Modic, Daniel Modic. Oh yeah. He, he was my only, my only one that came from San Benito. Everybody else never had experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and just to try to instill them that mentality that Adam had brought, uh-huh. like, I don't give a shit. I'm messing you up. Yeah. Whoever you are on the other side, I'm, I'm crushing you. Yeah. They didn't have that. And I, the other guys? none of them, <laughs> none of them. Well, Emily, I knew Emily was on the, on the Jacob family. Shout out to Jacob. Um, he's such a teddy bear. You know what I mean? Even to this day, he's <laughs> such like a cuddled teddy bear. You know what I mean? So yeah. that's so strange. I mean, you, you would see it sometimes when they would score touchdowns and mm-hmm. the celebrations, they'd be all aggressive and like screaming, just like how the NFL players do mm-hmm. and college players do. You yep. know what I mean? So that's funny that you noticed that. Oh, right off the bat. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay. So, so my thing was like, how do I get commitment from these guys? Because mm. watching the, 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 the programs, the only committed team that, that I saw to answer was the baseball team yeah. and, and the basketball team, boys, and then the girls volleyball. Yeah. Like the, well, at answer, the legit sports team was was a volleyball dude so it's like freaking a it was dope and i was like i would like to take that competitiveness from them to yeah. my boys my first year and 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 so i i had to instill that in them i had to i i like my 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 expectations of them were this high yeah after that first practice it went to here (laughs) but i but the thing was is that i had coaches from san benito all the coaches that that i had coached with yeah and in in my jv my my jv career as a head coach yeah i brought them with me Mm. i brought them with me because that that was the like all right hey this is a new program this is how i got them it's a new program your your name will be etched in stone for that school that you started that program with me and they they like that. They're like, yeah. all right, cool. Our names will be on there. I'm like, yeah. So you had to instill kind of like a killer instinct in them, correct? Oh yeah, yeah. It, it, it had, it had, it didn't click in our first game. We got rocked. We got rocked. We I, I think we lost fifty four to zero. We didn't score a touchdown. Shit. We didn't score a touchdown. It was it was it was bad. Yeah. And I just thought, oh man. And I had. I had 29 players. I had 29 players. And I was thinking, I'm losing probably half of them because they lost by this much. That's my That was my thinking that, that night. Yeah. And the, the, the community members that started the football program, I was like, yeah, they're going to fire me right now. No that's, way. Just, that's what I thought. That was my thinking. Because, look, my thinking comes from San Benito. Uh, I, I, only had, I only had maybe close to a losing season one year. And I was getting yelled at by parents. I was getting yelled at by by my varsity coaches because they were my bosses. They were like, "Luis, what the hell's going on? Why, are, like, what are you doing? What's what's?" I was like, "Just their ethic, their work ethic. It's not there." And but with with this first team on that first game, one was jitters, two was like, "Oh crap! Like, what am I doing here?" Yeah. And 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 but then at the same time, it was like. For 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 me, my this is how this is what I was expecting, is 
we move the ball. Mm. Like, get a first down. Maybe get a touchdown. But my, but my biggest thing was I was a defensive guy. So I would always ask, like, I was, like, hoping, don't let these guys score more than 20 points. 21 points, I'm good. And we're like, all right, 54 points, man. 54 yeah. points. I was like, oh, dude. Experience. You know, so <laughs> it, it takes experience to yeah. kind of like develop and, that. Yeah, and so the thing was is that when the, the whole, the, the, I think there was 10 of them, uh, the Alamitas, um, uh, who else? Uh, there was a couple of uh, Fioris were there. Yeah. They were part of the, that group too the, to bring that together. The Moors, um, they were part of that too. And they all waited. They all waited. I was like, oh, dude, I'm going to get canned. And oh, and and, and uh, Coach Medeiros, she was there. Her and her husband Lou, uh, they were there. And I was just like, oh, I'm done. I went up to them. I was like, guys, I'm sorry. I I didn't. I thought I had them prepared, but they were happy, man. They were like, we got our first first football game here at Anzar. Yeah. And it's like Luis, you know how hard it, it it took us to get to this point. Yeah. Like we didn't care if we if, if you won or lost. We cared about bringing that, bringing football to Anzar. Yeah. And I was thinking like, my mentality is like, I didn't prepare them well enough. I didn't do this. I didn't do that yeah. because my mentality came from San Benito. Yeah. And like I told you, I only had one, one losing season out of the, the eight years that I was there. And, and, and just being able to, to my thing from as a JV head coach, was get these guys prepared for varsity. Yeah. And each year that, that, that we were there, I think the, the varsity won uh, three, t- three league titles and, and, and then, their, J- and then their, their section titles. So they they've great program. Yeah. So that's where I, my, my thinking was coming from. Yeah. And so then um, following game, we lost again. I think we had... I, I was trying to get home games. I was trying to get a lot of home games. Yeah. And I think we had two two away games. I, it was our shortest season. I think we only we there was only I couldn't get preseason games because I don't know why we couldn't travel yet, but we would travel to uh, uh, Pinecrest. Pine Pinewood was was one of the teams. I hated that team. I hated them. Why? Because they kicked our ass. Uh, they beat us. They beat us badly. Yeah. And, and, um, I, I, and just like we were losing by halftime, we were losing 44, 44 to, to 14. We had already scored, we had scored our first touchdown at home. And like the second game was like awesome. Like, yeah, everybody <laughs> and I had Daniel Modic freaking score it. So I was like, and so Jacob was all happy and everybody was like, all the, like, I was like, yes, we got our first touchdown. All right, good job. Let's go. But when we went over to, to Pinewood, it was a, like another reality. Yeah. It was like, all right, welcome to reality. Welcome to our league. Yeah. Did you see them progress, though? That's, yeah. Yeah. I, after our first win, yeah. we went to uh, Pittsburgh. <coughs> you know where Pittsburgh is at, right? Jesus. That was not, <laughs> not, not Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh. Wait, like Steelers? In, no, 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 no. <laughs> By Oakland. Oh, shit. By Oakland. <laughs> like, bro, I'm telling you, I don't know shit about directions. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're over by Oakland, and so and, and on the on the east east side, so by Walnut Creek, uh, that area. Yeah. And so, um, and so th- there was a private school there, um, and so 
um, I got film from them and the, and I gave them our film and I think they thought that that because we had we had lost all our games mm-hmm. and and we had so we had that game uh, in, at Pittsburgh and then we had to travel to to uh, Half Moon Bay to play another team the following week and so um, so we were we were there at, in Pittsburgh and the like the coaches were like good luck and I was like all right good luck to you too. Damn. And I told these guys, I was like, look, after this, we have one more game. We got to win one of these. Mm. And it's like we didn't travel two and a half hours on bus to get here and then go back home four hours later. And 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 so, yeah, so we we beat them. We beat them 28 to 28 to, to seven. We let them score one touchdown. Cool. You remember the score. Oh, dude, as a, as a coach, you remember those those games like it's it's nuts. I mean, I I, I look at students now. And you ask me who they are, I forget their names. I oh. forget their names, but I know who they are. <laughs> yes. And I'm just like thinking, like, oh, say your name so I can remember who you are. <laughs> and 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 but like they know me. Like, yeah. hey Espinosa, what's up? Hey SP, what's up? <laughs> like, what's up? How's it going? Don't remember who you are. You know, there there are so many famous coaches out there uh, that people study, whether it be like, say, for example, Vince Lombardi. Mm-hmm. Um, what kind of coach did you want to be? John Wooden. Yeah. That dude is amazing, man. I mean, I I I I like Vince Lombardi. Uh, I have a frame of his, like a, a what a winner is. I love his philosophy. It, it's amazing. Yeah. It's cool, but I I feel like I'm more of a John Wooden guy. Uh, just his way of thinking of how to get the most out of his players. Yeah. And if you ever asked, like, like if if I could choose any any sport right now. That I would lo- if if I had a chance to go back to coaching, I think it would be volleyball, yeah. and it'd be girls. I think just when 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 I started at Ansar, that's that's I I just come off uh, uh, an undefeated season at San Benito with yeah. boys, winning the league, getting kicked out of of, of the CCS playoffs in, in the first round, but just being able to to come over to the girls and. They made me coach, man. They literally made me coach. Like they were, they would ask, "Why are we doing this? Why are you making us do this? Why are we making this drill?" And and I had, with the boys, it's like, "All right, hey, we're doing this drill. Okay, coach, let's go." Yeah. And it's bang, bang, bang. They all they wanted to do was bang. Oh, so the girls would kind of like make you give an explanation of why they wanted an explanation. Yeah. And so and so the thing was, and they didn't know who I was really. Yeah. They knew I, I was I was I was. The head coach of the varsity um, Samuel boys team, yeah. but they didn't really know who I was, and they knew who Chris was. Yeah, like Chris is the guru of of volleyball, and so um, and I learned a lot from that guy. Just uh, the wealth of knowledge of just not just the game of volleyball, but how to manage and how to how to co- like control emotions from the girls. Yeah, um, just doing that, and and so. But going back to to why I I would choose girls volleyball, is because once you earn their trust, you have everything from them. Yeah, it's like they will go all out for you just so that they can they can see that that you're proud of them. Yeah, and and I was I I mean those four years of, uh, or five years of, of of coaching with the girls varsity. Um, it was amazing, man. Just coaching all those girls, Malie, Alex, Sydney, 
uh, Monica. Uh, Delaney, Raleigh. Like, Delaney was like like as a as a freshman, skankly and and just like yes. like she was. She, it was hard for her to move. Yeah. And I gave her, I gave her uh, these, uh, this hardest with the jumpers, yeah. where like, because she, she wanted to work on her vert- her vertical, yeah. and because she was tall enough, but she just couldn't jump high enough yeah. over the net. And I think I gave it to her, her sophomore year, and that, the end of the sophomore season. Yeah. And I was like, look, you just put it to a, 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 your bedpost, and 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 have your sister hold the other side, and just go from there, and just do three sets of, of 25 and up it every week. Yeah. And, um, she started doing other things. Like I'd give her different drills for her to do. Um, her junior year. Oh my God. Like, like awesome. Yeah. And, And so just knowing that, that these girls just soak up all the stuff that you're telling them. Yeah. And once you earn, like when I went, when I took over the boys, uh, when I started the boys' uh, uh, football program, um, I would explain to them like, I'm like, okay, hey, you're moving here <laughs> to get to there, and like, uh, who like, was it? Yeah, sure. The twins, uh, Isaac. I, I, Isaac was, was was saying that like, coach, why are you telling this? That? Where do you know where to go? <laughs> no, but I need you to understand why you're gonna get there. Yeah, I, I think I, when I coached the girls, it made me a better coach. Yeah. It made me like to think, like, okay, just do this because I'm not gonna tell you why. Yeah. Just go do it. But when coaching girls, you have to give them the why. You have to like, in order for them to trust you, like, okay, I I see where we're getting to. Yeah. And so that's what that was the biggest thing for me. It was just like, I would go back to girls and just yeah. coach the girls. It was funny because like now I, I feel like being young and being a student back then, you kind of take for granted of like watching them play. And then like now as you're a little older, you get to like go back and kind of like see like what they brought to the table. Mm-hmm. You know, like you hear about these big tech companies on like why they are so big. Yeah. Um, it's because of teamwork. Like yeah. nobody does Nobody does anything alone, you know. Mm-hmm. And like the girls watching how they communicated watching how they play they were mm-hmm. so ferocious yep. you know what i mean yeah and that's what happens when you're just working together yeah you know that's what happens when the team is just like a, like a unit mm-hmm. you know what i mean yeah like when it comes to navy seals or anything when you're, when you're a unit mm-hmm. you're you're unbeatable yeah and i remember when i traveled to their um i think what is it called ccs game or yeah whatever. yeah I, I traveled to it was like a, a way mm-hmm. and when they lost man they were Crying. Devastated, yeah, they were devastated. And it was so sad because you, you never, you never want to see a woman cry ever. It's, it's one of the worst. And like, I was always friends. I was, I was friends with all of them: mm-hmm. Monica, Malie, Delaney, Raleigh, mm-hmm. and watching them just, like, it took, it hit them hard. Yep. And and and, who who would hit the hardest was Sydney and and Alex. Oh yeah. They were they were devastated. But yeah. the thing was is that, um what 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 got them in that game was that they were we were in the they were we had won we had lost our first match first set won the second won the third lost the fourth and that's because we were i don't know if they were tired or what had happened but we got to the fifth the fifth set and i think it was uh uh she was a freshman malie was a freshman and we had her set. We had her serve. And it was for game point. Or it was their game point. Yeah. 
and she hit it right into the net. For a freshman oh, on a varsity shit. team on a, a, a CCS, that was tough. That and and, and bro, and and <laughs> to think is like, we left it in the hands of a freshman, but that's the that's the type of trust we had in her. Yeah, that she had a better serve, she knew what she was doing, um, and I I just think it, it either she was too tired or the nerves got to her. Was this Malia or Emily? Uh, Emily. Damn. Yeah. And and she hit into the net. But tell me, did they not play their hearts out that game? Yeah. They did. Yeah. And, and so it, and it correlates to what they do later on in life too, you know. Yeah. I mean, it's just like um I I, I see all my athletes, the, the the ones that I've coached before, and I run into them once in a while. And I ask them, "How are you guys doing?" Oh, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. Uh, um, and it's great to hear. It's great to hear like how they're doing, and and they always say, "Oh, you made you made volleyball, you made football fun." Yeah. And that was my 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 main goal was because when they get to varsity, it, it's it's different, man. It's just a different ball game. Like you have to win. You that that's the program. Yeah. At San Benito, that's the program. And by my by my fifth year, when I had. Uh, Isaac, uh, Joseph, uh, even Adam and 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 uh, and Isaiah. Yeah. When I had those guys as seniors, we were winning games, dude. We were we were we were we were, we were, we were a powerhouse at that time. Yeah. And so, ask me if I've gone back to to any games after that. None. After my after my nephew graduated, I never went back. Kansar. Why? I think it was my time. It was like like I I I had felt that I was done with with I was done with the with the with the school like as a teacher there. I I didn't feel like I was I was passed up for a, a few a few a few uh, full time jobs there. Uh-huh. I never got them, and I didn't even didn't even get the interview. Um, and so after that after that year, I stayed one more year. And and I helped coach with my with for my nephew. Yeah, and I just like okay, after this year I'm done. I've never gone back to go see them play. Wow. I've heard them that the, there was one year that that they didn't think they were gonna have a program, but um, they're still there. They're still there. And it's like, and I think the foundation that I laid there is still it, it's there because of what's happening. Yeah, like now it's like. They they have I think 15, 16 guys still playing, and so I mean, I was thinking like at the beginning I was like my goal was okay I'm gonna get them to to eleven men because when we started as eight men, and I didn't know anything about eight men I did, I I knew football yeah. I just didn't know eight men, and what the what how that the, I found out that the field was narrower, and a shorter. Um, I found out that you had you still had to have five guys on the line, yeah. but you can mess around with all the other guys, you know, all the other three back row. You can have them somewhere else. Um, so, it was it was a it was a good learning experience. Yeah. What's uh, what's more difficult, teaching, coaching, or parenting? <laughs> <sighs> I'm gonna tell you this. When I was 40. Uh, and I was, te- I think, yeah, I was teaching Sud Anzar. 
I was, I, I don't know, we had just gotten, I was with my parents. I think we were driving back from, we were driving back from LA. And I told them, I was like, uh, I was 40 years old. I was like, if I get, if I reach 45 and I'm still single, I'm staying single. I'm not getting married. Forget really? that. Yeah. That I, that was my mentality. I was like, I'm it. reason why. Cause I was setting my ways. I was uh, setting like, like how I did things, how I like, yeah, like okay. at 40, I, 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 I could go and leave, come and go, whatever yes. I wanted to do. Yes. Um, and so that was my mentality. And then, and my mom told me, she's like, when you least expect it, uh, that's when you know. Cause like when you're single, like, I, I, I don't know if you have any married friends or not, but like uh, everybody's getting married this year. <laughs> <laughs> you feel like oh, I'm feeling up behind. No, oh, I'm good. No, no. <laughs> I'm, I'm fresh as a daisy. So, so, so that's the thing. So, I, like all around me, friends were getting married. They were having kids. And I and and like I, I went to like I went to a couple of friends and like they had just gotten married. And I said, How do you know? How do you know that 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 person is the one that you're going to be with for the rest of your life? And they said, you just know yeah. you, it, 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 it's something inside you. And I was like, that's a really good question to ask somebody. And, and well, I was asking. Yeah. And, and so, because a lot of my friends were getting married and teacher friends getting married. And it's like, what the heck? <laughs> like I date, I, I, I hang out and this yeah. and that, blah, blah. It just never clicked. Never clicked. Yeah. And then I went to, I, I, I was 41, 42, yeah, 42 years old. I was like, okay, I'm good. I'm, I'm great where I'm at. I'm in a good place. Yeah. Uh, new job, freaking whatever, good. And <laughs> I go to a barbecue. I'm a, one of my best friends. She's like, I want you to meet a friend. I was like, okay, cool. And I, I was barbecuing for her and stuff like that, doing all this stuff. And um, her friend comes up to me. Yeah. She's like, you need help? And I looked at her. I was like, "Oh damn!" <laughs> I was like, "Yeah." I was like, <laughs> "I was like, I, 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 I'm just, I, I'm preparing these because uh, I was making jalapeno poppers on the grill and stuff like that." She's like, "I'll cut them." And she was helping me, and everything. I was like, "Wow, this girl's pretty cool." And I talked to her for a bit and this and that, and then we cleaned up. She helped cleaned up and everything. She's like, "Do you need anything else to help?" I was like, "No, I'm good. I'm. I think I have everything clean." And I was just like, wow. I was amazed, dude. I was like, wow. Okay. And then I told my friend, I was like, who's she? I was like, that's a friend I was talking to you about. I was like, oh, all right, cool. I was like, well, well, hook me up. And she's like, well, wait a minute. She's like, she just broke up with her boyfriend. So give her some time. I was like, well, how much time? Yeah. She's like, give her about a year. Uh, and I, inside of my head, I was like, oh, hell no. <laughs> And, and I was like, any chance I get, I'm gonna try to see if I can hook up. Yeah. I'm gonna see like, I want to see what this girl's about. Of course, of course. My birthday comes around, so this is in July, and I'm like, I'm still like trying to figure out like how like how do I get to talk to this girl or not? Yeah. Uh, birthday comes around. She so my best friend she sends me a big old long message on, on Facebook. Oh, you know, we're in best friends for this and that. Blah blah. Happy birthday, even though it's early. I was like, all right, cool. Thanks. I was like, thanks on everything. 
she her friend messages me privately she's like oh, happy birthday I'm, I'm like i hope you have a great day and this and that and i was like oh wow okay cool she remembered my birthday yeah, yeah, yeah. and so i i messaged her you know what it's it's tomorrow but thank you anyways and i said screw it do you want to go have coffee yeah like, no, coffee like, just have uh just hang out see who we are in this that yeah so like i waited like a whole like and so I said, here's my number. You can, you can, you can uh, message me or and stuff like that. Yeah. Waited about another hour. Nothing. Isn't that the worst? I'm like, waiting, dude. I'm like, freaking, <laughs> I don't have to, like, this is me. I don't have to wait. I'm like, you're making me wait. <laughs> yeah. I was like, you're making me wait. I was like, all right, cool. Oh. Okay. <laughs> like, at, at the end of the day, I totally forgot. Yeah. She freaking messaged me back. Here's my number. You can text me. I was like, perfect. Text her. I was like, do you want to do you want to hang out? And go have a coffee. She's like, yeah. And I was like, okay. So uh, my birthday is this day, but we can go and hang out on a on a Friday. Yeah. Well, lo and behold, my parents. My mom says, hey, we're doing a dinner for you uh, on Friday. Uh, so if you have any plans, cancel them. Oh shit. <laughs> so I'm like, uh, can we? Uh, reschedule for oh. Saturday. Yeah. She's like, why? I was like, oh, well, my mom is making me dinner and for my birthday. My family's coming over. Yeah. I was. She's. Like, I understand. We'll do Saturday. Yeah. Cool. And I was like, wow, she understands family. All right, cool. Yeah. I'm all good. We meet up on Saturday, uh, and it was during the 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 lights on parade in Holster, mm. and we're at Mars at Mars uh, uh coffee shop, yeah. and. I was so nervous, dude. I was just like, just talking and talking away. I think we talked for about two hours. And, well, I was talking for two hours. And she was just listening. <laughs> and that's what she tells me. Like, I'm not, and so then, like, after I, I walked her to her car, opened the door, and she's like, what are you doing that for? I was like, well, I'm being a gentleman. And yeah. she's like, oh, okay. I was like, wow, this girl's amazing. And, like, we started dating more. I think after that first time I met her, like it it clicked. Yeah. It just like hit me. Like you knew. Yeah. You know. I never told her that. I was yeah. like, babe, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but afterwards it's like she she like she she told me like she saw that first day, she's like, You talked a lot. And I was like, I was nervous. Yes. I was nervous. And and so and so oh, um I dated her for a year and then that same coffee shop i brought her back that that's that same day yeah. different year one year of dating and i asked her to marry me Damn. yeah i i i i thought about it like like we were nine months in and i was like this is this is one this is it yeah. here i am 40 42 years old and i'm thinking like okay this is it this you just is know it. yeah yeah it, it it just like it's what you think about in the morning and what you th the last thing you think about at night. Yeah. And and then, so you asked me about which was tougher, coaching, teaching, or, or parenting? Parenting. Yeah. Parenting is tough because you can't give this kid back. You can't give him back. That's <laughs> you can't. It, it, that, that's, that's yours. Unfortunately, you made people, that. Unfortunately, some people do. <laughs> 
<laughs> I wouldn't do that. No, I mean, I come from like great of course, parents, of course. and I'm thinking like I, I like when 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 I would talk to my mom, like I, when my son was already like two years old, he was starting to have ten, terrible twos, uh, and I'd go to my mom like, "Mom, this kid it is like talk about pushing buttons, man. This kid like yeah. he pushes buttons, yeah. and it's just like I lose my cool, and like." Hey, you need to calm down. Let's let's like, and my wife always said, "You're the patient one. You you can't lose your cool around our son." Yeah. And and but I do. And it's just like, it's tough. But at the same time, it's like I could have a bad day at work, and I come home and 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 I open that door, and it's nothing but love, dude. It is nothing but love. Yeah. It's one of those things like, wow, like. What troubles? I whatever problem I had before, I walk in that door and it melts away, dude. Yeah. And then just like knowing that my wife, like she shows our my our love just by how she treats my son, how she takes care of her. Like she's she's a she works, and she does her job. She's a perfectionist, yeah. um, and and she comes home. And she's still working. I, I try to help her out, but I'm like, <laughs> but I help her out when she tells me. I was like, just tell me what I need to do. I'll do it. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. she's like, I don't need to. Like, okay. So, but um, it's one of those things that that just parenting is is it's it's lifelong, and I sometimes think like like, am I doing it? Am I doing this right? Am I doing that? And so when I had my mom. And that's who I would go to. I was like, Mom, how do I do this? How do I, like, how do I, how do I get past this? And she, and the biggest thing is, like, my mom would never judge. Yeah. My mom never judged anyone. And there was always people coming to my mom, like, like either through her prayer group or through the community. They would always contact my mom. Yeah. And so um, she would always tell me this. She's like, look, every single problem, Everything that, that's outside of your control, let it go. Things that you do have under control, put them up to, to put them up in, in God's hands yeah. and and see what he does and see what, what he gets back to you. Yeah. And and that's the biggest thing is it it, it brings me back to like, okay, I, I can do this. I can and so I still have a hard time with things that I, I that problems that happen outside of my, my control. Yeah. I'm like, how oh, come I can't, can't control that? Yes. And so it's just like, I, I, I'm that type of person. Yeah. And so, and, but the things I do control, I'm like, okay, all right, I can, I can work this out. I can figure it out. But I, I always do a little prayer. Okay. All right, I got this. Yeah. And so knowing that, that I still have those memories of my mom gets me through. It's hard. It's hard not having her, yeah. but it, it's, like I can feel her. I can feel her anytime I'm I'm doing something or like I I, I always feel her that she's around. So what's the what's the best thing about being a father? That he's learning, that he's like watching him grow. Like I can't wait till my fifties. Like I can't wait. I, I like cause he turns five and those ten years those my 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 that decade i i'm going to have a blast with him yeah like sports camping taking him out to 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 the snow 
yeah. taking him out skiing, having him snowboard, having him teach how to snowboard, yeah. teach him how my, my friends taught me. Black diamonds, buddy. Here we go. <laughs> Fall along the way. <laughs> nah, nah. I'll take him to the bunny hills first, but <laughs> but I, I mean, it, it, it's it, that like fifty to, to fifty nine or or sixty. Yeah. I'm I'm gonna enjoy that time, man. Even though I'm gonna be working, but I'm gonna enjoy that because that's my time with him. Yeah. I, I think that's that's the biggest thing, and and just instilling that work ethic that both my parents gave us instilling into him. It's like not everything's for free. Yeah. And so just showing him like you have to work for this, yeah. even though on both sides of the family, they spoil him, <laughs> they spoil him run. Cause he's, he's the youngest, he's the youngest yeah. on, on, on both sides. Yeah. And so it's just like, oh. <laughs> but once, once he, once he starts getting the, the hang of like what the concept of money and stuff like that. And, um, Learn, taking them out like to go cut apricots, uh, go pick cherries, stuff that we would do as as as, as kids. Yeah. Uh, summer like we hated like when school was out, like me and my sisters would hate that. Yeah, like other uh, other friends would be like, oh yeah, we're gonna go camping. Oh, we're gonna go do this. We're gonna go to the lake. What are you guys doing? <laughs> Cutting apricots, <laughs> picking cherries. Yeah. Like, freaking air, man! Go cut the lawns. Yeah, jeez. <laughs> and that's what we do the summers. But that's how we would make our money, so we could get our clothes. Yeah. And so that's what we valued a lot. We valued like, like you couldn't scuff your shoes, even though I scuffed them every single. Like I would go through a pair of shoes, like every two months. Yeah. And my mom's like, Luis, you need to take care of your shoes. Yeah. Mom, but I'm playing this and that. And it's like I know you're playing, but you need to. So I, I kind of learned, like, like I could never afford a, a pair of Jordans. And when I started teaching, my first paycheck, I went to go buy my first pair of Jordans. And I took care of those suckers. I was like, oh, man. I still have them. Yeah, yeah. I still have them. I was like, all right, they're nice. They're yeah. clean. <laughs> Flip them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, another question. Uh, you talked a lot about love. Mm -hmm. um, what's the best thing about being in love? And what's the hardest thing about being in love? <sighs> being in love is like the greatest feeling you'll ever have where you give that out. Like when, when, when you're dating, it's like, you don't know if it's real until you start feeling and getting it back. Yeah. Like when I was dating, it, it would be like, okay, I give, I give, I give, but then I wouldn't feel that back. Like, Oh, here's, like I, 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 I didn't date too much, mm. but it, I would always just go like on different dates and stuff. And I think that like when I was, I had a girlfriend, it would be like, okay, like I'd give everything and then something would happen yeah. like, oh, she cheated on me or this and that. Um, but with my wife, it's, it's, and, and my son, it's different. It's like, like I, I, I feel it. I, and, and they know when I'm down yeah. and they know when I'm excited. Um, and so just feeling that back yeah. is the greatest feeling ever. Um, and what was the other one you were the saying? The hardest thing about being in love. <sighs> <laughs> Compromising, man. It's yeah. like my age. I mean, I'm, I'm, 
I'm 48 right now and I'll be 49 in November. And it's just like, like I, when I was single, I was used to my own ways, used to doing things like coming and going whenever I wanted. Yeah. I'd always just call them, Hey mom, I'm going to be at this such and such place. I'll be home whatever, at this time. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Boom. Quick. And, and I like, I, I, I could go ahead and I have two best friends. And they li one lives here in San Jose, the other one lives in Hollister. And we would go, when when we were single, we would pick up, say a Friday, we'd say, hey, hang out. Hey, let's go ski. Like if it was like in January, February, yeah. pick up and go to like Pinecrest yeah. or go to go to uh, Lake Tahoe. Just pick up and go. Yeah. I can't do that as a marriage. Like, man, I can't pick up and go. Yeah. Like, like how I told you, I was like, dude, you got to give me a week in advance. Yeah. To, yeah. And, uh, so I can make plans with, with my wife. Hey, yeah. I got this set. Yeah. And I, I got this date that I need to go. And she's like, okay, it's fine. But as long as I tell her. Yeah. And, and so just doing stuff like that. And, and, and like she handles the finances. So I know like what goes in, where it goes, and, and, and what bills need to be paid and stuff like that. She takes care of all that. And so if it was me, we'd be like broke. Something. We'd be in debt. <laughs> but she handles it. And so um, one of the biggest things is, is like I, I love following you because uh, on Instagram because you're doing all that financial stuff. And I'm like, I'm picking and looking yes. at different things that you're, that you're doing. I'm like, all right, I'm going to check that out. Yeah. And, and so I got into, into the crypto stuff. Nice. And so and so like I like it. Yeah. And so it, it is it's brand new. Thank God. It is. So it's like sometimes like, oh, I'm up, I'm up, and yeah. then the next day, oh, I lost money, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, but going back to to your question is, uh, just getting used to to like, I I have to I have to I have to compromise, compromise with my wife and and like sometimes like our our styles of of discipline are different. And so when we, we discipline our child, our son, like she'll do it differently. And I'm just like holding my tongue, holding my, I'm holding my tongue. I'm not because I like, I would jump in at the beginning when, when, when he was like starting to crawl and, and, and walk and stuff like that. And, and then he started getting mischief. He's, he's, oh, he loves to get in trouble, man. Yeah. He, he loves like getting like to, like, and then he gives you a look like I'm not doing nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, my wife, she disciplines it. And so I jumped in. I'm like, don't be doing that. This and that. She's like, hey, I got this. Yeah. I'm handling this. Uh -huh. So there he goes. Like giving up that control. It's like, okay, all right, good. Yeah. And I let her. And, and, and she'll look at me and I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm just watching. I'm just like seeing what, what you do. And she's like. You're judging me. I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm not judging you. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm just watching. And I'm staying quiet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, and and, and she does the same way. So she's, when I discipline my son, she stays out. And, and and then she'll look at me and I was like, look, this is the, uh, I'm I'm learning. I was like, I'm learning to, to, to use better words and, and, and to, to be able to, to talk to our son. And that's the biggest thing is is just being able to, like, compromise on, on things how we how we were brought up and 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 how we do things yeah. as a, as a team as she's my partner, yeah. she's my life partner, yeah. and and my first year I had a hard time with that. <laughs> first year being married, I was like, oh wow, 
Because your whole you were so used to that routine. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And 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 just getting up and going like, no, 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 no. no. What would you? Uh, any tips for me for when I when I get married? Enjoy your enjoy enjoy what you're doing. Yes. Um, and, and then find someone who supports you, like supports it, like someone who's your equal. And when you find that person, you'll know, man. Yeah. You'll know who, because that person is lifting you up. Yeah. Like I, I always look at my wife, and and I, I, I think. When I was single, I, I was like, go lucky, go like, hey, let's go there, let's go over here. Yeah. Money wasn't a problem. I was just like, let's go. Mm. Now I have, I, I, I mean, I'm still renting, but I have a house. I have a good job. I, I have a son and and I'm providing for them. Yeah. And with her, I'm able to do that because she lifts me up. Yeah. She pushes me to do more, to do better. And I think that's what that's the biggest thing is like find someone who is your equal, who's okay. gonna make you a better person. Yeah. Make you a better man. One of my uh, one of my greatest mentors, um, he's an old teammate, and uh, one of the biggest things that he told me a couple of months ago was be highly, highly selective of the partner you choose. You know, because he because he said, you know, your partner is your partner. Mm -hmm. You know, they'll be your greatest asset, your greatest liability. Yeah, you know, they'll, that I that I agree can, with. They can tear you down, mm -hmm. or they can lift you up. So. Just be very, very cautious. Just like how I am with my circle, mm -hmm. I'm very, very cautious of who I let around my circle. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah, because people drain you. Yeah, people can uplift you. Mm -hmm. So and that that comes with experience. It comes with age as well. You know, but you don't you don't choose your partner. I think with Agre love, yeah. I think with love, love just it, it has to hit. Yes, you know? but I, ha I, like you said, it has to click. Yes, and and that's the thing. It's like uh, past girlfriends. I thought, oh, this is the one. This is I it. <laughs> we all been there yeah and it's like what the hell happened oh, what did i do wrong like it's like it, to me it was like in past relations it's like what did i do wrong yeah but with her it's like huh like i never thought i could be a vice principal i never thought i could like push myself to like look going for more doing more it only gets better man it does Literally. it does and and that's why like I can't wait for my fifties. Yeah. Like some people are saying, like, why? Why why do you want to get there? And 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 it's not because well, part of it's my son. Yeah. But the other part is like, like, what is this decade gonna give to me? What is what can I do here? Like buying my first house, buying buying uh uh being able to save like put money into where I'm investing. Yeah. And watching that grow, and and saying, "Hey, son, you want to go to college? Yeah. Here you go. Mm -hmm. It's paid for. Yeah, that I can do that. That yeah. that's what I'm. Uh, that's what I'm pushing for. Yeah, and and just enjoying it, man. Just yeah. enjoying the ride. Yeah. That's that's what I I'm hoping for. Yeah, I mean, it looks like you're you're doing a fine job of it. Man. Like, <laughs> it took me. It took me a while. That's it took me a while. That's the best though, because it's. It's better to do it right yeah. than to like do it early and wrong. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, even for me, I feel like it's gonna be that way. Mm -hmm. Where it's like I settle down, 
later in life, mm -hmm. you know, because um, I always talk about it to my friends and to my family that uh, pursuing a relationship, pursuing um, marriage or having children, that's just not the goal right now. Mm -hmm. uh, that'll happen down the road. But just right now, it's just it's just not. Yeah. You know, and I know it's being in love is one of the best feelings in the world. It is. Um, but I also understand, like, I've learned how to be alone, mm -hmm. you know, kind of like you were saying, like, when you go past 45, like, I'm done. Yeah. You know? Like yeah, I, that that was that was my goal. It's like, yeah. 45, I'm good. Yeah. I'm good. <laughs> I, I, I mean, because, I, again, I was coaching. Yeah. I was, I, 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 productive. I, I had everything. I had everything set. Like, yeah. boom, boom, teaching, coaching, teaching, coaching. And then in between, party. Yeah. <laughs> Cancun, <laughs> Vegas. Oh, baby. Dude, come on. <laughs> come on. <laughs> like, some of, like my, one of my friends, he got married at, at 22, 23. Ooh. Oh, well, he, had, he had a son. He, uh -huh. His son is out there. And then he had a daughter after that. And he would tell me, he's like, dude. Like, because I'd tell him, like, oh, dude, I was in Vegas. And yeah. I was doing this, this, and that. Yeah. I'm living through you, dude. I'm living through you. <laughs> I was like. See that that tears me apart, man. When I see it hurts, it, you know it does. Yeah, but but I mean, but at the same time, it's like when when I had my son, yeah, he was there. He was like, look, it's okay. Yeah, like you're gonna make mistakes. You you can't be perfect. I mean, your your son's gonna grow up. He's gonna see whatever you're doing, and he's gonna follow you. He's gonna do whatever you like, how you want to see it done. Yeah, but when they get a certain age. And they go, they, they, all you can do is guide them. Yeah. You can't tell them what to do. Yeah. You got to guide them. And so that's what I'm, that's, that's what I'm doing is, is kinda, guiding. Kind of like with my niece. Uh, I don't have children, but uh -huh. I, have, I have a niece and, um, I don't like to tell her what to do. Mm -hmm. I just like for her to observe, mm -hmm. like, um, she likes to play mm -hmm. and she'll, uh, she'll wait for me while I'm working out. And like waiting for me, all right, Uncle Daniel, like waiting for you to play. And uh, she'll watch me work out. And yeah. I'm just letting her soak that in. Yeah. I'm like, right, reason why I do it. You uh -huh. know what I mean? To live a long, healthy life. Yeah. Um, and then she starts to do it. Mm -hmm. She starts to copy little things with like lightweight. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And um, that's something that I've mentioned to uh, my sister. Uh, because she said like, she'll listen to me more than sometimes she'll listen to her. And she's like, oh my God. Maddie eats more food when you're when you're around or you know stuff, little stuff like that. Yeah. And I was like, well, like children follow what you do, not mm -hmm. what you say. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And that's something that I've learned just by executing that with my niece. Yeah. And that's a lesson that I'll take when I have children. Yeah. You know, I don't want to uh, raise my voice. Mm -hmm. I mean, I have to be very disciplined in that aspect as well, because like you said, those you could say that I could yeah. say that talk all big. Yeah. But you know. They get to you, you know, they'll, everybody has there's, a trigger. There, <laughs> there is no, there's no book. There's no instructions. Nothing. <laughs> there's no instructions. No. And that, and that's, and that was the thing. I was like, here I am 43 years old thinking like, I got this. Yeah. I have, I have six, seven, uh, seven, eight nieces and yeah. nephews. Yeah. I'm good. I've, I've raised them. They were in my house. Yeah. Heck no. <laughs> it is like. I'll tell you this: you don't get no sleep the the first nine months. Oh, There's no sleep. Man, I'm big on my sleep. I get, oh, I get, I get, I get eight it. hours plus every night. Forget about it. Forget <laughs> about it. Because I mean, like I was amazed at 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 like how my wife like gave birth to to our son. I I mean, 
I could never go through that pain. No. Heck no. Dude. And so and so I told her, I was like, I'm there for you. I'm <laughs> and she took it to heart. She's like, okay. So my son every other hour would wake up. So every two hours, he'd wake up. Damn. Wanting milk. So she'd breastfeed uh first and then and then that the next two hours I had to bottle feed. Cause I needed her to get rest. Yeah. Cause it, it, I mean, I would go back. I like at, I couldn't wait to go to work. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I couldn't wait to get to Cause it was like at seven 30. <laughs> and I tell her, I was like, I can't wait to. She's like, shut up, shut up. <laughs> Cause at seven 30, I was gone. You know, yeah. like, and, but I, I told her, I was like, I'm home by four 30 yeah, yeah. and I'd be home at four 30. <laughs> so it's just, but those, those first nine months you hardly ever, you, I hardly slept. But it was because I wanted to help my wife because I saw the 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 strength she had to to to, to birth our son. Yeah, man, women are incredible. Yeah, you know yeah, I mean? they are. Like, and so, like, I I I always go back to that. I'm like, wow, I always tell my wife, "You're amazing." Yeah. And every morning, I I I wake up and and I'll see her getting ready. I was like, God, you're beautiful. And so I think that's that's where I I see that I'm in love with my wife. So, yeah, parenting stuff. Parenting stuff. <laughs> well, uh, my brother, I want to be very respectful of your time. So I have uh, my last question to you. Uh, how old are you again? 48. 48 years yes. old. Yes. Uh, in your 48 years of life, what's the greatest lesson you've ever learned? Mm, that's tough. Greatest lesson I've ever learned is to be patient and have faith. Yeah. And I get that from my mom. My mom's the one who, who's always taught me that. And that's the only lesson that I think that has gotten me through a lot of things, especially in teaching and in, and in, and 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 now as an administrator is 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 it's a whole different realm. And I'm like again, I'm a student. I'm learning. I'm learning from from uh, other mentors, other other vice principals, other principals, yeah. just seeing what they're doing and just like okay, and making mistakes, but learning from mistakes and <laughs> learning. I'm learning. But I, I, I consider it as like I, I've never, ever thought of teaching or coaching as a job. Like I've chosen a career where like I love going to work. I love it. it it's, it's amazing. But again, with that comes with patience and faith. Yeah. Those are the two things that, that, I, that are a great lesson for me. Yeah. And that's it, man. That's that's me in a nutshell. <laughs> <laughs> Any closing statements you want to give to the podcast? Any what? Closing statements. Uh it was great to see you, man. <laughs> Seriously. It, 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 it I like like I I was just thinking about on the way over here, just thinking like, how's it gonna be? Like, what is questions are you gonna ask me and stuff like that? And just thinking about that stuff. But as soon as I walked in, I was like, I felt welcomed. I was like. All right, hey. Yeah. Um, but again, uh, to me is like whatever you learn here, like this and this can be taken away, like this house can be taken Agreed. away. But whatever you learn here, that education that you get can never be taken away. No, and like no I, one can take that away from you. I, I feel like I have um, fighting gave me that mindset, mm -hmm. whereas. Um, I've lost, I've won 
I've been the highest of highs, the lowest of lows. And uh, I kind of have like that mindset where if this house were to burn down, I could just build it better than ever mm-hmm. kind of thing, you know? Exactly. Yeah. It's And life experiences, education, everything that you keep in here yeah. can never be taken away. No, no one on the outside can never take that away. No. And that's what I tell my students. It's like, to me, like in my teaching and my administration is education is key. Yeah. Education is key. And to me, it's like, if you learn it, you'll never lose it. So, uh, unless you get older and you get dementia, <laughs> stuff like that, but that's yeah. another thing. <laughs> well, SB, my brother, uh, during high school, you've been nothing but respectful towards me. You've been, honestly, one of the greatest teachers out there, literally. Like, I've told Mrs. on this, and I'm going to tell the same thing to you. You left a mark on me, and I know you left a mark on all the students that you've taught. And I'm really happy you're still doing it because it oozes out of you that how much you love it. Mm-hmm. You know, you enjoy going to work and Honestly, all the students that you teach, I know you'll leave that mark on them as well. You know, I try, man. You I definitely try. will, brother. <laughs> hey, SP, thank you so much for coming on, man. You're Seriously. welcome, Daniel. I thank you for nothing, inviting me, man. I wish you nothing but love and success, my man. All right. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. We're out of here. Bye. Later. <laughs>